You're listening to the Table Talk with your host, Anthony Irvin, a.k.a. Spoken Life. Tune in every other Thursday starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with me and a new special guest live on Facebook and Twitch. Without further ado, let's start the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Table Talk. My name is Anthony Irvin, a.k.a. Spoken Life, your host. And forgot to pick the actual uh, lower third off here, but why don't we just get started with that? Uh, uh, thank you for all joining in with Table Talk tonight. Episode 24, we got an awesome show for you guys tonight. Uh, we have a great guest uh, who is a very well-known musician uh, from the Philly area, but now residing in uh, the, on the West Coast. And we'll be getting to talk with him in a little bit, but uh, I wanted to also address my Patreon Bernadette, Dave, and Mary. Thank you all for being a part of the Patreon group over on Patreon. And if you guys want to join the Patreon account, please make sure you use the uh, link in the description of this uh, feed tonight and go to patreon.com slash table underscore talk. We have an awesome community uh, that's building over there. And uh, there will be bonus footage coming up after this uh, show goes off the air tonight with me and my special guest. So make sure if you want to see more footage uh, after the show tonight, tune in with that. Join the Patreon. Uh, There's three different tiers that you can choose from. And uh, it has a lot of cool content that I'm trying to build up content over there and uh, make it fun for you guys outside of the show as much as doing this every bi-weekly show. And I love doing this with you guys. Thank you for the community uh, that is being built over here. Really appreciate all the Table Talk supporters that are coming to me outside of the show. And uh, if you guys also want to join the fan group on Facebook, make sure you... uh, search table talk community on facebook and there is a public group that i just started uh about a month ago so i've been uh you know putting in some a uh, little bit of content there some extra audio clips from the episodes and if you are a patreon you'll be getting your notifications right through the uh the Facebook group as well, because I know with uh, Patreon, usually you are getting email uh, notifications. I know some people usually don't always check their emails. So, uh, you know, I thought the best ex- uh, access way was to make a, a fan page over on Facebook. I know everybody usually has a Facebook these days. So uh, if you haven't joined that over there uh, yet, please make sure to go over there and search uh, Table Talk Community on Facebook and join the fan, uh, the fan page or Facebook group. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into tonight's guest. I'm looking forward to having a good conversation with him. Uh, let's bring in Chris Ryan, everybody. Hey, hey, what's going on, my friend? Hey, Anthony. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah, it's been a... Uh, a little bit of a long day over here in, uh, you know, the suburbs of Philadelphia where we were having some uh, hot weather this week. And uh, today we started having a little bit of rain. So it's kind of been a good cool off session to kind of, you know, usually with uh, a lot of different, um, you know, heat indexes, there's always some rain behind it. So it's always good to have a cool off session before the, the heat rises again. <laughs> Wait, it, it, so that's actually true, right? Because it doesn't get talked about that much. But when it gets really hot for a while and then it gets cooler after that, 
then it's about to rain. Is that is that that's generally accepted knowledge? I, I've right? always noticed that trend. Like you, usually, especially in the summers here. I mean, knowing, I mean, you but that you've been here from Philly, you kind of know it pretty well. But uh, usually, you get those uh, three, four uh, days of uh, really big heat indexes, like 90, 95, close to a hundred, and then we get a big thunderstorm for like two, three days after. <laughs> uh, so we have that in a, a maximalism over here. Um, so basically, the way it works is. Um, uh, it, it won't rain for about three months, mm. and then when it does rain in San Jose, um, that's where I live, by the way, y'all. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's it's nice almost every day, but there comes the season, and it's going to rain for two weeks straight. And so when we first got here, we went to like Walmart or whatever because we were poor because we just got to Cali. And we're just like, yo, where's the windbreakers at? And they're like, yo, honey, those sold out three <laughs> weeks ago. You weren't ready. But, you know, anyways, that's that's how it works. It's like it's like it doesn't rain for a long time and you're like, it's due. And then the wind starts going. Whoosh, yeah. And you're just like, OK, so then it's going to bring the cold front. OK, OK. And then, yeah, three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's crazy just how how much like a, uh, you know, the, the West Coast, the East Coast has like, you know, so much of a different uh, pattern of weather uh, throughout the year. And, you know, with uh you know, being on the East Coast, you get all four seasons where, you know, sometimes on the West Coast, you, you're just getting, you know, you get a little bit of a winter, you get a little bit of a, a, a cold couple months, but it's not like over here where, you know, we're, we're sometimes experiencing like, you know, 20, 30 degree temperatures and all. But, uh, you know, especially with this last winter, we were just talking about it last night that, uh, you know, even in, uh, you know, the Midwest, they're starting to get like snow and they never even really experienced that much snow. It's crazy. I saw the guy. Did you see the, the the video that really drove it home for me? Was the guy skiing on the highway in Houston? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I probably I probably did see it at a point. And then he was just going by everybody like, "Hey, it's lit!" <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh, that, that, you don't see that uh, every day. So you know that's gonna be something on the internet that's like, "Oh, well, I've seen everything today." <laughs> like the internet's wild. <laughs> So, uh, you, you were saying that you were, uh, you were born and raised in the Philadelphia area, correct? Right. So, um, you know, one of the things that I wanted to clarify with you, because, you know, Anthony and I actually, we've been on the podcast together before on, in the casual, I know him, I, I watched the show that he did with my, my good friend, Zach. So I, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with Anthony actually, but we never met in person. But I used to hang out at the Old State Tavern and go to the. I'm from I'm from Chestnut Hill, right? Mm-hmm. But I ended up working in Delco. So I, the, the reason I know these folks, I know Zach from hanging out in Delco. I'm sorry. Am I saying? I think I'm saying that with the accent. Anyways, I'm just <laughs> like. Uh, so, but I, I would hang out at the Old State, and it would be Jim and Tom Curtis, and those guys yeah. would come through. They would just. They're so, you know. Th- and, and again, this is four or five years ago. You see where they're at now, but this th- right. even at that time, they were. Because, okay, I'm sorry. Let me just back it up real quick for you because I apologize. I, I have to give you the background. Right. My, bro- my brother is a serious musician. He always has been, you know, since he was, well, since he was 14. My dad uh-huh. has been playing guitar for 35 years. Um, he would freely admit that both of us are better than him now, even though he's been doing it for 35 years. You know, <laughs> that's why you want to have kids, right? So they can surpass you. Right. But the, the point is that. There was definitely everybody in the house eventually played music. I was the last one. I actually thought that I couldn't sit still long enough. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but um, you know, we had a bar called Bridget's in Fairmount. It was but right by the art museum, mm-hmm. and my brother had an incredible open mic there, and that's where I got my start. I was like, I have learned to how to play piano. Well, I've learned how to sing, 
And this is, we own this building, so nobody can kick me out. So (laughs) it was was great. It was like, that was a good place to start. So I didn't, I wanted to clarify that with you is that I had a home, home cooking experience for the, uh, where I got my start. Uh Because I found that to be, that was really great. It was like, you know, and and sometimes I did screw up and sometimes they did, they get, let me have it. (laughs) (laughs) But but that was, but then, um, you know, since then. I didn't really do too much till I started doing this stuff with Zach and right you. And I think that, and I think Zach's uh, watching. So shout out to uh, Zach Chad for watching. He was on the, uh, uh, one of our episodes in the first season. I think he was on the uh, concluding episode of uh, the season one. So if you guys want to go back and check that out, and it was a good time talking to Zach, always fun time chatting with him. And uh, he, you and him run uh, the casual Wednesday night uh, live stream. Uh, and uh, uh, talk a little bit more about how that uh, kind of got started. I know Zach gave a little bit of a background, but uh, I want to hear your interpretation, Chris. <laughs> well, well, this is this is the real story of why I'm here today is because <laughs> I really, I really, really st- like when Zach was re- started releasing music. I only knew him just as a person, mm-hmm. and like we all know this, right? We, we're not haters out here, but like if your friend posts something on Facebook that they just published and that they're, if you're just random friend from wherever in life and they're just like, check out my new song. And it's like, you, you, you expect it to be about maybe 14 seconds long and it's someone hitting a Casio, you know what I mean? But then like, yeah. I literally, I, so, but I know Zach is serious or I didn't know really. But then when he, when I, when he sent me his links to his SoundCloud and he, he sent me wingless links and I was like, I clicked right. it and I was holy shit so this kid who i've known for all this time i haven't really heard any of his music because he's he's humble about it he doesn't uh-huh. throw his stuff around but i was like what the f-? <laughs> my first thought was my first thought was like you sound like tyrannosaurus rex pre-t-rex uh, and then, like, I, he's like thanks <laughs> but i was like whoa so so i got that vibe from him like i was just like you can just be some guy you know just yeah. messing around with stuff but it can be amazing and so like basically i'm like why not me so I eventually sort of I saw people doing all this decom stuff and I actually sat down and I, th- I think I started doing like, you know, stuff that I do in karaoke and just mm-hmm. fumbling the keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I could do like a wicked game, you know, something like that. And like people would like the people were rapturously engaged and they were just like, damn, you're so good. I'm like, uh, I'm choking on my, <laughs> like, I'm there. I could, this is my first time playing live in five years. And they're just like, woo. So, so anyway, not yeah. to, not to too find a point on that, just that that's how I got involved in the group. And then Zach and I started vibing with different things that we're working mm-hmm. on there almost every day. Right. It just so happened. We might have maybe the same sleep cycle, despite of uh, despite the time zone. And I'm just like, so, so actually, wait, are are we just always in? Are we working on something? And he's like, yeah. Why don't you come on my podcast with me, and do be a guest? And then at the end of the, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I had to giggle about this because it's just like like you don't people, people things like this doesn't Zach is a very special person. Like he he makes things happen for people. So he was like, guess what? That wasn't a guest spot. That was an audition. I wanted you as a co-host. Would you like to be my co-host? So this all happened in the space of literally two days improvisationally. And I was just like, that's awesome. Thank you. Somebody challenged me with something that I want to do. And you said I did a good job and you want me on team. Like, and so so that's the vibes that Zach brings to the table. He seriously, if you're not friends with Zach and you don't share your stuff with Zach and you don't talk to him about what he can do for you professionally or um, personally, check him out. 
Am I right, Anthony? Yeah, I mean, we we all need a Zach Chap in our lives. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's exactly. What I'm saying. <laughs> but no, I really took to it, Anthony, and I've really enjoyed um, sort of just extemporaneously talking about stuff with people live, like reading the comments from Bobby and Shane and uh, Carl Park and all these guys. You, you, I'm sure that you know these are really cool people, and like yeah. they're sort of obscure. You know, and it's taking all these obscure, cool people and putting them all in proximity to each other. And that's why I think it's such an important thing, you know, not to just be all about decom, you know, and it's not just, oh, this is not a decom ad. That's just, that's where I came from. And if you like what I do, it's only because of Zach and because of decom. That's it. Right. And for anybody watching uh, later in the show, uh, when, when we're referencing to uh, DCOM, we're talking about the uh, Delco Quarantine Open Mic uh, fa- uh, Facebook page that uh, kind of blew up, uh, you know, last year in the beginning of the pandemic. And uh, a lot of people in the uh, music industry, obviously, we've known uh, that lost a lot of their gigs and everything. And uh, there was a group of people that, uh, you know, said, hey, let, that, let's just start a virtual open mic and one thing led to another and i think they're about 15 16,000 you know members strong in that and 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 it's still getting a lot of activity until this day and that's awesome to see i mean e- even in the the first couple months when even when i was doing a lot of live streams there was almost like 10 20 people watching you every single you know uh open mic yeah you know, and it was like the i mean it was the same people but even you would get a good amount of new people watching you too and even till this day you know i uh, i see you know you guys run the the casual open mic before your live streams and uh every week there's usually a full you know uh full spread of people full and, it, and that's awesome that you know people are still you know active on the Facebook uh, group page over there because after a while you know some groups lose their momentum and they try to you know keep the momentum and then you know especially with things that are opening now uh, I I mean I would like to hope that the Facebook group continues to thrive once things are still uh, you know going and I know uh, there have been some open mics that are linking to the uh, Delco Quarantine open mic and they're broadcasting them through that page. So now that everything's opening, they're still keeping the you know vibes going and it's awesome to kind of see the new transition on how to keep that thing going. And it's, it's really fun to see the community and a lot of the people that uh, we've come across, you know, just like the set, I got a lot of my uh, guests from the Delco Quarantine open mic. And I mean, I've known Frank, uh, Frank Piscotti and Tom Curtis for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, going through my uh, band days, so I've always kept in contact with them. And, uh, you know, I've met a lot of networking uh, people and a lot of musicians that I talk to now because of the Delco Quarantine Open Mic. And, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to, you know, down the line in these couple months, hopefully going to a lot of these open mics in the local area and, you know, actually getting to meet a lot of these people in person officially. So that's going to be that's going to be really cool. And hopefully Chris can, uh, you know, schedule some uh, time to come back over on the East Coast and we can, uh, you know, do some uh, hanging out sessions there, too. It's it's become difficult, my friend. It really has. I'm just like, gosh. Yeah. Like when, when, but but that's the other thing is that like I know that my time will come and absolutely. You know the way that our programs are working these days, like the amount of time we schedule for ourselves and the amount that we collaborate. I'm not just talking about me and Zach, but all of us. Like I'm always in contact with Shane. I'm always talking to Bobby. Like you know they're always watching right. my stuff, and it's just like you end up doing two sets a week. And like you practice for a couple hours, you play for a half an hour, and you just see how it starts to add up. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's like you cannot deny. Like, I think Zach told me something today, actually. We were talking and he was just like, if you look at like when I first sat down there and now that the way that I present myself, there's something to be said. Like, here, oh, wait, I have to quote uh, Kevin. You know, Kevin Curran, Kevin James Curran. But, I um, I think I have seen him on the uh, the open mic list and everything. I haven't caught any of his sets yet, but I do know oh, the name. Oh, my God. So he's been leveling up hard. Uh, he's just putting out an album soon, too. I'm going to shout it out for him. I believe it's called uh, Culture and Western, nice. actually. So, But but Kevin said something. I was watching his it – was, it was sparsely attended the day after July 4th. Who would have thought or, – or whatever, you know, the day. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't have a big list. We had We had a full list the week before. Right. And we had we had a very sparse list for this one. That's why I decided to go for an hour last night. Yeah, I was I was watching you last night uh, during the live stream. I'm like, oh, I, I guess they're just you know he's just going to do an extended set if they're going to do the casual tonight. So it, it was cool to. Oh, but I, wait, I had to get to the Kevin part. I'm sorry because he was <laughs> people who played, but he played an incredible fucking set, and you really have to watch it. I'm not even kidding. Like he's just he, he's dripping excellence, mm-hmm. and uh, but he was like, I'm so happy this exists. And I'm paraphrasing, but I, I usually have a pretty good eidetic memory, so I might be saying the exact words. He's like, I'm really glad this exists because I'm a homebody. I go out about two times a week these days, and I don't have to think about going out in order to work on my craft. Right. So thank you guys for the opportunity to work on my craft. And if that's an exact quote, don't hate me. It's just like, there's a hashtag autism. It's just how, how our brains work. But anyway, I'm just saying like, I literally remember him saying that. And I'm like, dude, that is, that solves the problem. Like, I'm like, why do I love this so much? And why is this so valuable to me? It's because of that. It's because it's just like, you really don't have to put any effort in to have an audience to, to go out and yeah, you don't have to worry about, Hey, guess what? You don't have to worry about drinking and driving any of that kind of shit. You can just yeah. turn your thing. Yeah, so it's, it's really valuable to a lot of people, even after the pandemic. That's why I brought all that up. Even after the pandemic, it will persist for those reasons. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, even before the pandemic, I was live streaming a lot of my gigs. So, uh, you know, I, I was still pretty prone to doing virtual streams in as such that I was doing virtual streams, but I was doing them in a live setting. Uh, I wasn't do- like shooting them from my basement up until, you know, everything shut down. And I'm like, well, uh, I already do virtual stuff anyway so we still have our live streams so now it's just going to be from our house and you know uh, I was just really getting into the OBS stuff and I was just you know I had an interface and like I put two and two together I'm like well I can stick my vocals and my guitar right through there and it's a USB it can go right through my interface because I've already been recording and stuff and I'm like well let me see if I can you know rig that right through OBS and you know, my first couple streams were like, you know, really all over the place because I was still trying to hone my craft with it. But uh, after a couple, you know, shows and doing this and doing that and up until, you know, doing this show, uh, I, I've definitely uh, like you were saying, you know, it's it even though with everything that's been going on, it's kind of helped us to, you know, step back and be able to hone our crafts even more so that, you know, hopefully with a lot of musicians that are coming out of this, you know, they're going to be 10 times even better and ready for uh, when they go out and start playing shows again. Like, cause you know, you have people that may have, you know, said, Hey, I mean, I've been playing the same cover songs for the last three, four years. I'm ready to, you know, I have the time now. Let me just, you know, learn a whole, if not a whole three, four hour set, maybe learn a whole, you know, new half hour, hour set 
for my first set and then, you know, at least start bringing that in. So then at least you can say that you've uh, been, you know, you said, okay, well, I've learned 50 new songs out of this thing. That's at least some type of progress. Or, you know, for me, I've really been, you know, into uh, honing in on my, you know, video production uh, craft and recording uh, getting my recording skills right. in. So it's, it's you, not even like you just have to play songs, right? It's like there's so many other things you can even do to like support other people. Like yeah. if you're if you're a little bit shy about performing yourself, if you have a brother or a sister or something who is doing this kind of thing, you can learn to do their kind of OBS stuff. Like yeah. it's there's so like and and think about how much money is going to be made about off of this stuff in the future. And you're in the vanguard. Like you know more about this than most people do. And it hasn't even really hit yet, right? That's yeah, how I feel. Oh, I feel dude. just looking at a lot of my stuff from last year, it's like what I know now, it's like, you know, it's progress, you know? So you got to think of it as progress to know that, you know, you, you you start at one point and yeah, it may not be the best looking or best sounding product, but after a while you start thinking, okay, cause and effect, cause and effect, this goes into that, that goes into this. And then you're like, okay, well, this is starting to work now. You upgrade your stuff and now you start sounding a little bit better. And then bam, you look, you look about 12 months later and you're like, wow, you know, I've really come a long way with it. Anthony, I just got to say that Zach is pumping his fist, like right, like right this right in the camera. He's like, <laughs> like that's like, we do because you know what people have been bored too that's the thing is like people like some people have been unemployed i'm not going to shout out anybody in particular right some right people, but yeah yeah some people have been bored people people need something to occupy their time especially people that have adhd like i do you know what i mean like, i really need a project i have to, it's yeah same thing with my, my dog I, I know we talked about him yesterday but i'm saying my dog is like a herding dog so you got to give him puzzles and stuff to do for throughout the day or else he's going to sit there and be like yeah on. I can't sit still, bro. And that's like how I feel. Like I want, I want to get engaged in something and have hours go by without me even blinking, right. you know, so to speak. And that's just kind of how, that's how, that's how this stuff works. Right. It's like you get into like a problem and you just, you're like, shoot, I better go to sleep. But, um, uh, but you you're, know in, you know? you're in the moment and you're just like, okay, when I, I'm in, I'm in the moment. I'm like, I don't want, not that you necessarily want to sleep because you're eventually going to, but you're like, you know, you're in that moment and you're like, okay, this is like, you, you finally get that light bulb and everything's working. And you're like, wow, this is cool. And I'm talking to you from that place right now, by the way, guys, I feel like I have my zero latency uh, (laughs) going correctly. And I hope it's all matched up and I hope everybody is enjoying it. The audio experience at the cobwebs has been improving exponentially uh, recently Uh because it's really hard to make all this stuff work together. But having done so. Like we did, we did a little bit of stuff. I did some stuff last night with all of my synths and all of my lap steel and all this stuff, like trying to go together. Right. And it's a work in progress. But I'm saying like the zero latency vocals and uh, effects on them at the same time while you can monitor yourself. It's kind yeah. of like that's through that was like, I was like, can I get that? And now I'm really going to record like for real, for real. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause like I was mentioning, I, uh, when we were talking before, you know, I, I was doing a couple studio streams and just streaming a couple, uh, you know, little ideas that I had, and I eventually want to get that out for everybody. So I just gotta, you know, uh, take a couple days to, you know, find some time to really, you know, get some lyrics down and, uh, you know, just dial in a couple little, uh, music things. But you know, I'm ho- I'm hoping, you know, the the goal would hope hope to be get something out by the end of this year or the beginning of next next year. Uh, cause I mean, I, I did do a little bit of writing during the quarantine. So I felt that I, you know, 
I, I did do a little bit of writing, so I, I don't I don't feel that it, it all went to a waste. Uh, along with me recording and doing this show, you know, so I, I felt that my time that I had downtime, other than you know uh, being a father, because that was my biggest priority of uh, you know taking care of my son these last eleven months. Uh, but on the music front, I felt that I've tried to continue to try to you know, make content and, you know, make it to the point where people don't necessarily forget that I do do music and try to be creative in finding creative ways and to continue making content content without actually getting out there in front of people. And I think that, uh, that's the, the, the most, uh, uh, biggest thing with uh, musicians that they had to, uh, bring out a lot of their creative sides now because we couldn't, uh, get out in front of people. So what's the next best thing? I mean, we have all this streaming uh, sites with music, but, you know, everybody, you, you see all these ads of like, you know, my song's out today, his song's out today, her song's out today, their song's out today. How do you filter yourself from the herd of millions and millions of people uh, putting out music every day. And that's where the creative side comes out to be able to market it yourself. And, you know, that's another thing with, you know, honing in your crafts of how to, you know, be a better marketer and be a better businessman in the musician world these days. I just wanted to break in. I know that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not looking at the feed right now because I want to show you this, but this came free with my PreSonus interface that I have all this crap. And I want to see if I can just blend it in here real quick. Cause it's just so funny. Hold on. Uh, I just need, so it's auto tune. Hold on. <laughs> oh, the yeah. auto tune. I mean, it's divisive, but I think it's really fun. Hold on. Give me two seconds. I'll get it. Yeah. While you're doing that, I'll, uh, you know, do my little, uh, shtick here. So, uh, I want to say thank you everybody for watching, uh, Table Talk, who's been tuning in so far tonight. Uh, my name is Anthony Irvin, a.k.a. Spoken Life, your host. Uh, you're watching uh, the 24th episode of Table Talk. I have my special guest tonight, Chris Ryan, from the Bay Area of San Jose, a Philadelphia, uh, you know, once known Philadelphia musician uh, who's now living on the West Coast and, uh, yep. you know, uh, is also the co-host of the Casual Wednesday uh, Late Night Podcast. And uh, I just want to say uh, to any new people who are watching, feel free to comment say hi and if you guys have any questions for us uh and and especially feel free to leave a uh comment and if you're watching later on uh spotify apple uh podcasts feel free to leave a review and uh you know make sure to uh subscribe or follow uh feel free to do that and share it with a friend you know i i love the uh masses of people who are always sending me uh you know good feedback on the show so uh, it's it's you guys that continue to make this show fun for me to do every week and, uh, you know, continue to talk it up with musicians like Chris and everybody who has been on the show previously. And just to, you know, uh, talk with people that I may have uh, that I've and I've had people that I've known and just known for a couple months. So it's cool to kind of, you know, see everybody's journey and talk about their journey because, uh, you know, we may know each other through musician uh, purposes, but we may not know our our ways of how we got into music. And that's always been the first thing that's inspired me to know, like how everybody's gotten into music, because everybody uh, somewhat has a similar story, but a different arc as well, too. So, it, so it's been cool to kind of know everybody's uh, ways of how music came into their life. Okay.
It almost sounds like you're uh, losing your audio, but it's actually auto tune that he's on. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I was just. I, I, I was trying to do the one that sounds like the weekend, but I forgot which one it was. But uh, in, <laughs> it's, it's just so funny to have all that crazy, like super thousands of dollars production stuff in your lap. Like you can do pres- uh, subscriptions by uh, day by day, you know, like a uh, month by month, mm-hmm. and it's like. So something like that, like I usually wouldn't buy AutoTune, but if it costs me twenty five dollars a month, and every once in a while I just want to do a rap track, like I might right. actually do. It's kind of cool the way, like it, they make that stuff available. Like remember back in the day when you really had to pay out the, uh, the you know what, for yeah. every thing that you want. Um, I always found a way. Sorry, but I'm saying that like we you know, all, but this, I mean, we've all had those type of ways. Like, oh, if if I want it, you're gonna pirate it some way. So that that was like our our come up is like if, if, you, I didn't, if you didn't, didn't want to pay that. for it, you found some way to pirate things. And there's still well, ways you can pirate things. <laughs> that was true, but the and, and definitely the um, what is it called? Uh, I, I'm just saying the, the I, I basically it was SoulSeek. You know, SoulSeek used to be the way. By the way, but I'm saying but now these days you can actually do the three month trial sometimes for some of this stuff, and it can be worth it. It can be really fun to have these really like I really do want Omnisphere. You know what I mean? If they give me like a forty dollars a month trial or something like that, I'm, I'm going. I might make an album in that three months. Sorry, I'm just yeah, I'm going out on software, but I just I really think that the the the, the trial model and the sort of monthly subscription model as a barrier to entry, like, you know, taking the barrier to entry down a little bit lower, mm-hmm. you might, th- you might think, Oh, I don't need any of this kind of stuff. But I promise you, if you have used the entire autotune suite and you just want to make like a weekend song and you can literally do it, it's really fun. Okay. So like, I'm just saying <laughs> like, advantage of your free trials, install the stuff, work yeah. with it, fun, it and it'll teach you something, whatever. That's my, that's my uh, proselytization for the day. And even in this day and age, you know, the, uh, the plugins and different uh, amp amp uh, amp sims and stuff. The the quality of these things are just amazing these days. You know that I, I feel you know still it's it's never going to necessarily replace a traditional amp, but they're getting pretty damn close to you know mimicking the actual. I mean the sounds, but like the the little tweaks that you get from a real amp. And when you're doing your amp sims, there's st- I think there's still like has that like ten percent that they're missing, and uh, I I've heard like John Mayer talk about those uh, things with like amp sims that he's like you know I, I like a lot of amp sims but you know they're missing that like ten percent that you cannot get from a traditional amp and I think that's more of like that roll off and uh, tr- uh tr- when traditional amps are like you know kind of on that breaking point to, you know, the amp, the amp tubes, like breaking, I think the amp sims are not really, uh, some of them may, some of them probably do a better justice with it than others. Uh, but they're still, you know, in that craft of getting that dialed in. And I, I think they're just there, but I, I, I gotta say that there are some pretty cool, uh, amplifiers that, you know, I wish I would have, I wish I can officially own, but I own through an amp sim. So it's like you you kind of own them, but you don't but you don't own them. But it's cool to kind of be able to still experiment with those things. So if you ever really wanted to just experience, you know, hey, I want to know what this amp is before I want to buy it, you can always just go with the amp sim and like you know just do a free download of something and just mess with it for a couple hours. And if you like it, cool. You can actually, if you have the money, go go for it. 
I got, I got to tell you about the situation my brother found himself in recently. So um, he was a bartender, bar manager, and, you know, obviously COVID kind of forced him to seek other places. So when, when a music shop that repairs and sells used instruments show, uh, opened up a job, mm-hmm. he went into that job. And he didn't realize the side benefit of that job was going to be that he could just kind of buy and sell at cost any piece of inventory in that store. <laughs> so he's been cycling through. He bought a basement, like a pre-CBS basement, a basement. I'm sorry. I think it's a basement. Uh, but it's right. like, you know, but, but, but it's an incredible um, head. And then he found this Marshall cabinet, like a mm-hmm. green, mar- greeny Marshall cabinet or something. And he showed me. Um, Kevin might be watching right now. I'm not sure because I'm not uh, I'm not following. But I'm saying he, you know, he, I think he's at, he said he was out to dinner. He'll probably watch later. Mm-hmm. But Kevin is he showed he actually demoed this like he was he went through a bunch of different cabinets and stuff. And he was like, ah, I don't want this one. Take this back to work. Switch it for this one. You know what I mean? It's like it's right. literally it, so so. It's like you might not be making that much working a cashier and selling instruments at an instrument store, but you get something that's worth an invaluable amount of money, which is to make your perfect rig without buying yeah. and selling without losing money you know what i'm saying right so like, absolutely so i'm watching him cycle through stuff and he's like nah not this one nah not this one <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like oh my god i'm here and when right. you hear it it's it's very trebly it's like we really like like the zombies and and you know stuff like that we always grew we, we like a lot of psych rock in that house uh-huh. and he's got the rock rig now <laughs> and it's all it's all midi controlled too so he can midi switch like all the different right. parameters on pedal board i mean if you guys haven't seen stuff like this get into it it's crazy <laughs> that's maybe awesome. switching your entire pedal setup I, I never saw that before i'm just like congrats you know, shout out to kevin yeah, if man. you're out there so so you're a big uh, willie nelson fan are there any other uh musical influences that you uh have oh my god yeah i mean um so hold on a sec let me just see all right, I was just making sure I had my settings the same as I did before. I don't want to mess you up. So I've got, um, I'm a really, like, I've gotten to the point sometimes where I feel like I am Towns Van Zant. Um, I don't know if you're a big a Towns guy, but, like, he's, like, you know, like, so Graham Parsons and Towns Van Zant, since I was about 18, 19 years old, you know, coming straight off of Jack Kerouac and all that stuff. And you can kind of romantically involve yourself with the same kind of stuff, but then you, you, you can't understand Towns Van Zandt right. properly until you're in your thirties. Like there ain't no way like, you know, but then when you when but I'm just saying like, since mm-hmm. I've re- been, since I've li- been listening to, and I'm also, this dude apparently is canceled by a lot of people, but like, I always really wanted to be um, a poet, like in the style of Ryan Adams. I really like his, mm. like, style of folk and country just very elegiac you know beautiful poetry just that it'll jerk your tears out of you even if you don't you know even if you don't like country music if you listen to what he's saying you're like damn that reminds me of my grandma you know mm-hmm. what i mean like like he's just he's really good so that's what i that's that's what i'm trying to go for i'm trying to go for sort of like an old school throwback psychedelic folk country gotcha that, most of the cobwebs there's gotcha. a lot a lot more to it but that's the basis Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, when I always think of like uh, folk and country, I always think of like the, uh, uh, I guess you, I guess you can kind of say the word troubadour in these two names, uh, Bob Dylan and uh, Johnny Cash. You know, I, I, I didn't really get the chance to uh, be mostly inspired by those two. I guess a little bit of Bob Dylan since I am inspired by uh, Jimi Hendrix. So I did have a little bit of a Bob Dylan, uh, you know, experience since he 
always referenced Bob Dylan being one of his biggest influences. That's always like, okay, well, I got to check out Bob Dylan. And, you know, that can always give you, you know, the background to Jimmy's, you know, genius and genius mind that he, that even he had, you know, people that he looked up to and, and with how great he was, you know, and that's uh, something that always think like the, the greatest people that you think that uh, play their instrument well, they look up to people that are just as good as them. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome to see other musicians that, uh, you know, give such praise to other great musicians and saying like, you know, if, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. Or if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have wrote this song or in these type of ways. So it's, it's cool to see influences of, uh, bigger musicians of, of two and, uh, you know, multiple great musicians who just love each other's music. And even if they don't get to collab with each other, they just appreciate each other's music for what it is. Uh, you know what? It just it just occurs to me. I, I just feel so bad by not having mentioned the real influence. Um, you know, we can wait till later if you want. But uh, I, I could also, if you want, uh, it's it's pretty quick. I could back it up with the other main influence. Is just like I remember just being in um, college, and um, you know, sort of starting to get into the sort of psychedelic lifestyle in certain ways that you don't necessarily have to say on camera, but also just. <laughs> Spiritually, just being like, I don't need my old personality. I need to know, like, the ancient wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get, you, you hear My Morning Jacket, The Tennessee Fire. It's simply, like, uh, it's, it's kind of an obscure album because My Morning Jacket is a popular band. You know, they became kind of more like a U2-style pop arena rock band. But at first, they were recording with very similar technology to what we have, I think. And the reverb was an actual grain silo. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they had... And, and but his, you know, I said it last night when I was playing the song. Um, I did a set after we uh, did our little, uh, our, our run, our not our little. It was we did our our uh, Patreon content last night. Uh-huh. But um, it, I said that the Jim James sort of um, my morning jacket idea is that you can make beautiful art out of your existential torment. That if you're stuck in Louisville and people aren't treating you the way that you want to be and it's like a small town kind of feel and you're tired and lonely or whatever that you can convert that into gold pure gold you know right. all you need is a silo and an apple laptop like that's so he sort of his diy aesthetic back then it kind of infected me and it took a long time to take over my body but now i'm fully here so so yeah there you go and it's cool it's cool to kind of have that deep connection with uh you know other people to kind of inspire you to write and uh i know you were uh, mentioning that you haven't uh, really released a lot of original music, but you're in the process of kind of putting together some uh, tunes. Uh, and uh, uh, what, where's the uh, process going with that? Well, so I've got, I was, I was planning on perhaps debuting songs tonight, but I've got this problem where I don't play acoustic guitar <laughs> and a lot of my music <laughs> requires acoustic guitar. So I keep telling people, if you're willing to help me with my problem, but we haven't quite gotten it right yet. So, but I have like my, so, so, but I can tell you what we're going to be doing. Um, it's the cobwebs first EP. I believe it's going to be called Huero, mm-hmm. which is what they call me on the construction site. It was like me and 99 Mexican guys. We all got along. But if they needed me, they just yelled, where are I mean, I'm like, yo, whitey. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> like, I, to, like, I was the lowest ranking guy because I was brand new to Cali. So I had to run around and bring him coffee and all that stuff. So, it was, where are So it's like, you know, <laughs> the 
cover picture we know that is like me in this construction garb with like mud all over my face smoking a cigarette just being like oh lord but like you know that was sort of uh, all the yeah. stuff was kind of during that period where i was busting my ass doing labor and sort of just like very existentialist you know stuff but i'm also you know i'm not only a doomer like a, a depressing music merchant like i have lots of other stuff to put on this album right. but what we're working on first is it's called um the single that we're we're doing really good things on uh, Zach and I and others. It's called, and stay with me on this one. All right. It's called Gnothi Selton, which is the motto of Athens. Um, ancient Athens. It means know yourself. Hmm. So it's basically like, it's the idea of like, people have known that your journey toward knowledge is to examine yourself. You know, it's more important than to make statements about the rest of the world. You better know yourself first. Right. right. So the song is pretty much about it's um I'll 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 give you a little uh I'll give you the, the first bar if you want. Sure. It's just like North That's what you'll have when everything else is gone. So it goes like that. I can't nice. really do the whole song yet because I just need that bang and acoustic guitar in the background, but we're working on it. So the next time that I, but but it's um, basically the it's the whole Cobwebs album is going to be that song is the basis of it all. It's being like this is what we're trying to do, mm-hmm. but then there's also gonna be some there's going to be um, some electronic music on there. Maybe the interludes. There's going to be some covers, and then there's going to be some. Um, I would say maybe six songs total and there's going to be some stuff, maybe at least one song in Spanish and one in Portuguese. Nice. So <laughs> setting, setting quite a weird bar for my first EP, but that's my yeah, right. Man. That's awesome. Yeah. I tried to uh, take Spanish when I was in high school, but I, I, the, I, I just related to the point where I can only say like hi and bye. I, I try, I had a Korean teacher trying to teach, teach me Spanish and he spoke a lot better Spanish than I did English. <laughs> That's you know I had that experience one time I was uh, in Spain, uh, and I was a chaperone for a student trip with my uh, cousin, and we lost some students, and the only people we found who could help us get home were from Beijing, fluent <laughs> 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 Spanish, and they got we we're just like I speak pretty darn good Spanish, but you know when it comes to like a city I'd just been in for two days I was completely but the Chinese folks they helped us out they were like yeah we, yeah. we learned it in whatever <laughs> so you, you you know it until you have to really use it and you're like okay i, I have no clue what i'm talking about <laughs> I, I i would i would challenge you to to fool me though i'm just telling you like like since i worked in the construction site i learned a lot of vocabulary that i didn't learn in school and now i'm good <laughs> that's what they always say you know uh when when it's uh you know trying to do a a language other than you know if you're in like your uh for they always say like babies are good to like teach new languages because their mind is like a sponge so you can teach them almost anything and they're gonna you know hold it uh to that point but when it comes to like you know when you're a lot older they say if you really want to learn a language you know go to the actual native land where they speak and you'll get taught a lot of things that you won't be taught in like the classrooms because they're they're speaking like the the actual language you get to hear the 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 different types of slang and ways that they actually speak it so that's like your actual you know if you really want to learn something and you know take it all in that's the best way to learn (laughs) and it's just one so the reason that i 
chose that uh, I forgot to explain that I'm a, I majored in, uh, I went to college. I, I'm not a big credentialist. You know, I'm not big into like, I got a degree. I don't got a degree. Like most of the stuff I know I taught myself. But so one mm-hmm. thing I learned in school was the Latin and Greek languages and the mm-hmm. history of Greece and Rome. And that's my theme. That's what I think about. I think about how America is Rome. And I think about how Athens was defeated by Rome and that Athens still lives. And we got to bring Athens back, the, the spirit right. of inquiry and discussion. So that's that's where I'm. That's what I come from. That's what my album's going to be about. Nice. And yeah, it's just it's just everything I've learned about the world via understanding the ancient world. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great album. I think you're gonna really like it. It's gonna be complicated and it's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, man. I I I think you know trying to think outside the box with uh, certain concepts instead of always trying to you know write things for what is in the here and now, but uh, writing things that may not be the most trending topics but i i feel because i've always felt with my music it's like you know it may not be you know top 10 top 20 top 50 you know standalone type songs but it's something that i uh, you know i've learned that if it's something that i've clicked on that feels good to me it's eventually going to click on with other people and you know as, as uh, and i've I'm trying to get to that point now where I'm trying not to be a numbers guy because, you know, especially with social media today where uh, a lot of musicians are all, you know, uh, dead set on, you know, uh, if this post doesn't get X amount of likes, then this means nothing. Or if this song doesn't get a hundred thousand streams, I guess that I'm not that good. Uh, that when, when, you know, we have to, uh, you know, re reset our brains to th- remembering that music does not equal you know you know if you uh, just because a song gets a hundred thousand uh streams it means that it's likable to an extent but there's millions of musicians out there that never get to that level but there's so much uh talent that never gets listened to and you know that that's the thing that uh, a lot of people miss that you know there's there's only so much music that uh were uh you know what's the word that we experience every day but you got to think there's there's so much more music that we're missing out that may not be on the major streaming platforms that may only get to like you know Bandcamp and SoundCloud there's a lot of people that listen to those and people that just don't they just post a clip to Facebook or Instagram and you know they only get like two likes, but then, you know, you never know. You could just be listening to like something great, but it just never gets listened to because one, they just maybe not have that confidence or they may not know how to really market it that well. But, you know, uh, I'm getting to the point where it's like, you know, I just want to start writing things uh, mainly for myself. And, you know, because I, I am influenced by so, so much uh, music daily. There's days where I can listen to something soft, then I can listen to something heavy, and then something more atmospheric. Uh, you know, so I get inspired by so many different, you know, ideas. And I think that's where I'm at right now. Like I have so many different uh, things that I'm on. And like, these things don't necessarily all sound uh, in the same genre, but I feel that's just my creativity. The fact that I can write different types of genres and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's better than just, you know, it's, okay. I want to stick to just one type of genre, but I mean, I'm, I'm influenced by so many different, so it's, you know, 
I, I feel it's cool to kind of, you know, be able to say, okay, well, I just wrote a blues rock song. And then this time, you know, I was listening to this type of music and I wanted to write something here. So I think I'm going to put something out there. So I've, I've been really uh, also getting into the fact of putting out singles more than really worrying about EPs and albums. And, you know, because we're in the, the the day and age of like singles and, you know, the 60 second uh, awareness of things, you know, if people are not tuned in and within 60 seconds, you're not even going to be uh, fought. So it's, you know, trying to always change up your tactics, but then still trying to keep yourself grounded to the point where if one thing doesn't work, it doesn't mean that you failed. You just got to keep going. You know, as long as you can continue to love what you're doing. And if you know in your mind that what you're writing is good, if you like what you're writing, somebody writing. else, some, somebody else is going to connect with it eventually. You just got to keep on doing it, you know, because music is about expression. It's not about, you know, getting a thousand likes every day. So just I wanted to just to tell you what I think about that is that um, I used to be I think that you had mentioned that you were at one point a shy person. Mm-hmm. And the bigger audience that I had to work in front of when I was first trying before before I learned how to like th- again this revolution it rev- really revolutionized things for me to be able to play without an audience because as a um I just want to throw this out there I'm a person on the autism spectrum and you know I I I have a um a very extreme sensitivity to noise and stuff like that so when I heard when I would hear people start talking and stuff like that if they got bored with my first thirty seconds. And I would start flooding like hard and just like I'd have to get through it. Yeah, and it wasn't great. But, but but I'm just saying that like, you know, as a it basically like just as a shy person, as an autistic person, you know, originally, I wouldn't say that I'm cured, but I would say that I've basically fought through most of the symptoms. But I just remember it just being a very serious problem to have this audience and to think to try to simulate what the audience might be thinking. Yeah, you know, I get so like that too. A, so so it, it was very interesting to me to to reintegrate with an audience through decom and it was such a nice audience mm-hmm. so now i have a good model of an audience <laughs> because sometimes like when we were playing there was too many people there there's like 50 people watching you and you're brand new you're just like it's, it, it's kind of hard especially when you're having you know like 10 different comments coming in like bam 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 and you're trying to be like, like playing but you want to you know not think you're not trying to uh be interactive with people so it's like your mind's thinking so many things outside of making sure you're playing the song right and i think that's where being playing shows and you know uh doing the live streams and stuff i've learned to kind of just you know when i'm playing music you know, worry about my song and then have the times where, you know, if I can check the chat, uh, you know, in between a song, kind of just scroll, see if there's anything that I need to address or if there's somebody that pops on, I'm like, oh, hey, you heard, you know, but, you know, and if that, I always try to get back to them after the uh, gig and I'll just, you know, respond to a lot of things okay. after. And I think that's been a little bit better for me. But like what you were saying about, you know, the, the shyness and it, it took me a while to kind of even you know, build up the confidence to really, you know, be a leader in a conversation. I still think I'm, you know, not 100% the best, but I think, uh, and I've always been saying last uh, couple uh, times that this show has definitely, you know, made that weakness a, 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 a better strength of mine to, you know, learn 
that uh, how to carry a conversation and instead of being like, oh, well, um, what, what else do you want to talk about? We have like an hour and a half. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> help, help me. Help me. This is my show. No, no you need definitely. to help me. <laughs> Anthony, I can tell you that at this point, you really do not need to even mention that anymore. And I'm not saying that in a critical way. I'm just saying that you make it very easy. Like we did, we did a bunch of content yesterday and it, you know, you can tell when you're in good hands when you look at the clock and a half an hour has gone by and you thought it was five minutes. I'm just like, you know, well, I, I always, appreciate that, man. Yeah. It's, it's great. So when you have a good conversation. Um, and then the, the one thing I wanted to clarify about what I had said before, because I've never performed for an audience of 50 people on a stream, only live raucous drunk people. What <laughs> 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 if 50 people were to watch my stream, I would feel so gassed up. I would feel so excited. I would yeah. probably, play better than anybody because i'm not really worried about i can't even really i'm not looking at the comments like you said but if 50 people in person kind of gathered around you or when the pressure is on you and you're not used to it it can be heartbreaking like you can literally feel your heart pounding out of your chest but in this format in this format i rarely feel that way and even if a lot of people join i'm just like okay great (laughs) and And i hope it's more next time yeah and i've i've read a lot of things that you know they say it's better when you're having uh, streams that only maybe five or less people are watching because you're you can still take that as like a practice session to hone in everything and be ready for those times where you know especially on like Twitch if you get a rate of like 200 people you know and you're not used to that at least if you know if you've done a, a, a good amount of streams where you're you're kind of comfortable with what you're doing and you get a big audience all of a sudden, you know how to interact with that. Cause if you're, you know, expecting big audiences and you're not ready for it, then that's when, you know, your like your big chance comes and it just gets missed cause you're not prepared for it. So, uh, I mean, yeah. even I get to the point sometimes where I'm like, you know, ah, well there's only been like X amount of people. So it's like, did I really just waste my hour and a half? But no, I mean, you take, no, you take your, time. you take it as, pre- you, you take it as practice and you know, there's going to be that time where, and I've had those times where, you know, I thought, eh, well, you know, I'll go on. It's probably not going to have a lot of people. And then I have like a boost of a lot of people and I'm like, oh, well, this is a great night. I, I had, and then especially on this show, I've had times where, you know, it's just, to the point where there's a couple people watching and it's just been like me and the guests talking and we have our uh, conversations. And then there's nights where I'm doing like multiple things. I have people, you know, in the comments and they want to be chatting with us. I'm trying to keep a conversation with the guests. And then I'm like, all right, well, this is like fire tonight. I'm trying to make sure that I'm making sure the whole script of the show's going good. So it's, and then, cause when you have that time, you're prepared for it. And then you, you kind of know how to, you know, be that producer because you know we do all these things we do all these live shows by ourselves we not not all the time we have a producer on the other end saying like okay well you got this coming coming in and they're saying this like no we're, we're especially for me i'm looking at comments i'm looking at you trying to keep a conversation going i'm making sure that i had all my shares going so it's like uh not it's not just a one-track mind sometimes <laughs> I think that it's never a waste, like you said, um, and it's just it becomes very clear over the course of three months or six months, yeah. or especially I think I might be getting up maybe close to nine months, and you just look at yourself from those intervals before, and you see how much better you are at what you're doing than where you were before. It's Absolutely. never a waste. I've seen a lot of people throw fits about not being watched enough. That is silly. It's absolutely silly. It needs to stop, in my yeah. opinion. 
everything is good. Everything you get, they're going to watch it the next day when they wake up and have coffee and they're going to give you a comment and be like, I'm having coffee and listening to your stuff. So I, I always I get the, the always amount of replays you get is is really good because sometimes there's times where you may not get a, a lot during the lives. And like you said, but you'll get almost double the replays and like you might like your live stream might only get like maybe 50 to 100 views one time during the live and you check and like oh well only 100 people watched what well what the hell i, I thought there was gonna be a lot more but then you check it two three days later it's at 500 like where where all these people come from because there's nine times out of ten a lot of people you know watch replays and then they that's where they discover a lot of things too so i've seen you've been playing out um at bars again um yes i have what's the big yeah, it's, I saw you playing. Um, you know, mostly coverage. You did some originals too, right? But it's like, do they do they sort of most of the time when you play at a bar, they sort of ask you to to play to the crowd. I know that Zach was saying he he was doing some originals when he when he started playing again. That, they, that he would start he would do an original, and if people started to drift, then he'd go with the covers for a little bit and then stick the yeah, original. Yeah, I mean, the the places that I play, it's usually eighty twenty that I do. Every once in a while, yeah. I'll throw a throw original. Uh, sorry, I'll throw an original out there. Uh. And sometimes it'll just be covers all night, and I'll forget to play an original because I just get so, uh, you know, set into playing the covers that I'm that I can't wait to play that I totally forget. Oh, I have original music that I can just throw this in there too. So, uh, but uh, yeah. So lately, uh, when I've been playing up in Royersford the last couple months, I've just been playing strictly cover music. I haven't really done too much original music up there, so. Uh, I definitely want to try to, you know, throw those uh, a couple of the originals in there for my next time I'm up there, uh, you know, because I, I definitely have to, you know, throw a couple of my newer stuff in there, and hopefully I can, you know, uh, try to start putting out some newer music in the future and start throwing that up there too. Because when I started playing my uh, recent single, uh, I was playing that at my shows and kind of just, you know, testing that out uh, in the live looping setting before I really got it into uh recording it and so it, it just uh went into the testing field of being able to feel it out with the crowds and then uh once i was doing that then started recording it so i mean i do do a lot of uh original music here and there but lately in my past couple shows i ha i've just been really just doing a lot more covered uh songs because uh, i started learning a, a couple new ones so it's more of like they're fresh in my mind and i'm like okay i, I can't wait to play these certain ones because i haven't played them in in uh that many times to be like okay i can't i i can't even play this one anymore because i've played a numerous amount of times that i don't even feel like yeah. playing anymore <laughs> Oh, that's a good point. I had to I had to remember to talk to you about that in a, next time before I play a song. But wait, <laughs> I wanted to do this. It was really uh, it's very uh, to me um, the idea that um, it just occurred to me while you were saying that because again, I'm not a person who has played really any original songs for the public. Mm -hmm. the The theoretical amount of anxiety that I would induce is uh, enough to like anime explode me off the planet it, so, it can but, be intimidating it can be intimidating because you know especially in a bar setting because people are not there to hear your originals but i've known or i've learned to you know play a couple covers mm -hmm. and then not even just say hey i'm about to play an original i just start playing it and then that's dude and then you know what people have asked me if the songs that i'm playing are originals and i'm like well if i have you hooked like if i have you fooled like that then i must be there you yeah. go. But I was yeah. gonna say that you just gave me this key actually while you were talking about that, and and from Zach too is that first couple of times when you get to meet a new crowd, right? Mm 
you get them to like you, you get them to know you. Yeah. Right. You, you charm them a little bit. You get them, you get them under your thumb and then you hit, start hitting them with the originals and blend them in with the others. And they were like, what's that one? You said, I did this to Tom Curtis. Actually. I was like, Tom, what's that? Like an Irish standard song that you played. And he's like, no, nah, that's one of my old. So it was, uh-huh. you know, the songs stand right next to you by Tom Curtis. I think so. Yeah. It's a really good, it sounds, it's like kind of Pogues ish, you know, it just kind of has that like, like really, uh-huh. I, I'm, my family's Irish too. So you can right. see my last name. So like, I was just like <laughs> rocking to it. And I was like, Tom, what is that song you played? Is it an Irish song? He's like, no, I wrote that a long time ago. I'm like, <laughs> Tom Curtis, darn it. Why you got to stun on me like that? Yeah. And a, a lot of us, you know, we, we've been playing a lot of our older tunes for many years. And I know Tom has been putting out a couple new, new songs over the last uh, couple months. And uh, you know, Frank Biscotti, he's been playing his uh, EP that I think he put out a couple of years ago and he's been still playing a couple of those songs. And I love a couple of, uh, I love a, a decent amount of those uh, songs that he plays from that EP. And it's cool to kind of see how those songs have been, you know, progressing and people are catching on to those, and especially in, in my sense too. They, I mean, I, I put out a lot of my music starting in 2012 and I've been just playing them out and, you know, I'll still get people every once in a while, even with my old tunes uh, compared to my most recent stuff that people still, you know, when they listen to it either online or uh, when I'm playing it out, like you said, there will be people to come up to me and say, wow, that was a really cool song you play. And like, was that a cover? Did you write that? And then when I actually tell them that, yes, actually one of my originals, they're like, wow, like where either where can I get it? Or, you know, so that's where you kind of hook them on. And then I even feel like with uh, the, Tell yeah. me what it feels like. <laughs> it, it's great. It, it it is a good feeling because uh, also I've had people that come up to me and you know say that you know I was like I've had that time where people have come up to me and said, "Hey, I was going through a rough time, and you know this song connects with me." And I like thank you for you know having this song because I I I play this on days where you know I'm having my bad days and this kind of and I and when writing that certain song that he uh, this person was talking about it uh you know I had no intentions of having people come up to me like that it, it just it was a song that kind of came out of, and you know I had co-produced it with a friend of mine and, and with no intentions of kind of having that type of reaction with people and. Uh, it was more of just um, a song talking about, uh, you know, being able to know that you're not alone and uh, that you, there's always uh, positives in a negative situation. So whenever you're feeling like, uh, you know, you're down or there's no hope, you know, keep going. There's there's always uh, something to live for. And there's because especially a lot of my music is always about, you know, positivity, hope and love. So I always try to, uh, you know, hone that into a lot of my writing and keeping people keeping people's spirits up, keeping a positive lifestyle. You know, e- even the most positive lifestyles can, you know, we ha- we have our negative moments. But, you know, uh, I was just listening to a podcast and, you know, I'm, <laughs> this is going on a tangent, but I was just listening to a podcast today uh, and they were talking about the same thing that I've always told people that, you know, your mindset is the biggest thing when it comes to, you know, living a positive mindset because there's a lot of people that, you know, they think a lot, a lot of negative thoughts and eventually you keep thinking negative thoughts, you're going to be thinking negative all the time. But if you continue to think positive and, you know, put more positive energy into your body, 
you're eventually going to switch that into a positive lifestyle. And, and it's not, I mean, it's not always just like, Hey, you did a good job today. You know, but it's not just that type of critical thinking. It's just more of like, you know, trying to find the positives out of certain situations and knowing that, yeah, I mean, you're not the only one that's struggling. You know, there, there's always somebody that can help you out and, you know, you're never alone uh, in in this world, and there's always somebody that can be there to help you out. And, and I know with people that struggle, uh, it, it it can be you know very one dimensional, and you think that that there's nothing out there, and it's and it's hard being in that moment. But uh, you know, I think we, we're doing a great job in in this day and age of you know making more awareness of people that are, you know, in those type of mental states that they think that there's no help out there. But I think we're doing a really good job with trying to help these people out uh, and knowing that they're not alone and there is help out there and that it's not something that uh, needs to be taken lightly that, you know, there, there are people out there that uh, truly do need help. And I think some people necessarily don't always understand it. They just think, oh, well, they're just having a bad day. Just, you know, tell them just to, you know, you know, get out of that rut. It's just not that easy. You know, sometimes there's, it's just not that easy for people. But, you know, I'm, uh, if, if my music can touch those people in, in that type of sense and, you know, make them, you know, think in a positive way, then I, I've done my job, you know? Um, and, uh, you know what, it's really interesting because I know that you and I are both positive people when it comes down to it because of the way we interact with other people and the way that we're regarded, you know what I mean? The, the, the way that the DQOM scene works, right? It's just like, you know, um, but I actually really think that a lot of the stuff that I sing and a lot of the stuff that I play, sorry, can you still hear me? You can still hear me, right? Yes. Oh, sorry. I looked like it cut out for a sec. I'm just saying that the way that it, the way that it, um, the way that the, the the music that I play is, it it is a lot of it very mournful, but I really feel like mourn, mourning things is absolutely like you you know forced positivity is like, Len steal my sunshine. You know what I'm saying? Like I I don't I actually can write pop music and I will and I do write pop music, but I think it's very interesting. I think that like you're yin and I'm yang when it comes to this kind of stuff mm-hmm. because I, I embrace a lot of negativity and you know I'm not the kind of person that runs around yelling at people. I don't complain. But I like to absorb a lot of the things that people are going through and sort of think about it as a, uh, in, you know, in toto, like being like, like, there are things that you can't be positive about. There are things that have to be regarded as just bad. And like, you have to accept things that are bad. And I'm sort of like, I felt like a, a lot of times they used to call that kind of person like a soul or a, a soul eater or you know what I mean? Like a shaman. It's just like, that's what they, they used to say. One of my favorite podcasters is Michael uh, S judge. It's called death is just around the corner. It's, and again, it sounds morbid, mm-hmm. but he's so positive. He's like a lot of bad things have happened. Human beings are wonderful. Right? So that's what I'm saying is I believe that human beings are wonderful. And so do you mm-hmm. and you're trying to focus on the good. And I'm actually trying to suck up a lot of the bad and put it into my music. I'm trying right. to actually like in it, spin it like cloth. And I'm not even kidding about this. I learned it from Jim James. Like this is what Jim James, when I was telling you that your torment in the world can be spun into gold. Oh yeah. That's literally, I learned it from Jim James. It's like you, you experience the bad experience it, write it down. Think about it. Oh yeah. Sit, yeah. There, there has been a lot of things that take like yeah. negative situations and kind of putting it into, you know, a song like that. And uh, I have, a great song to illustrate it to you too literally i started <laughs> talking god excuse me i swear jesus I, oh gosh i'm doing it again <laughs> okay. uh 
I get excited and I, I, I swear like a like a cartoon from the '60s. Um, no, but if you if you would be ready, I could give you the Jim James song that I'm talking about. Actually, yeah, let's do that, and then we will uh, do the spin wheel. Oh, oh my God, the spin wheel! I forgot, and I love the spin wheel too. Uh, do you want to do that spin wheel first? Uh, sure. Let's do the spin wheel, and then we'll yeah. uh, get on that. So let's uh, do the spin wheel. So let's get this. Uh, rigged up so chris let me get you a little introduction to this so this is the table talk spin wheel and uh we have three different topics that uh we have we have the top five we have a this or that and we have a topic question so what i am going to do is i'm going to spin this wheel and we will figure out goes off so tonight's topic that's the second time that it's done that it's always gone to a little bit of like the middle i think that's a topic question though if we want to do that seems yeah it's definitely a topic question as an ableton user i can tell you so that's panned let's to just the left. let's just say that it's the topic question tonight and as always i am unprepared but i think i've had a topic question in here and i think i've had this um before but i've haven't i haven't had this i've only been doing i only did this question with one other person i believe so um what is the one thing about being a musician that you love that you continue uh that makes you continue to do what you do Hmm. well i think it's really hard to really see tangible improvement in your status in the world, especially when you're from the East Coast, like we are, we're kind of from a disadvantaged area. If you look around the world, like, you know, in Philadelphia, they don't pay you enough for what you do ever, you know, nor in Delco, nor anywhere around there, unless you are really lucky. And if you're really lucky, then I ain't talking to you. So I'm saying like, you know, like there's a lot of that going on. And so when you do stuff like this, you become very aware of yourself improving your situation. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've right. been making less than $40,000 a year for uh, over 20 years of my life doing various things, some of which I liked, some of which I hated. But I know that I love doing this, and mm -hmm. I get better every time I do it. So that's why I'm trying to just carve out as much of time as I can in my day to do the thing that I love doing. Yeah. Because I know I'm getting better and better, and one of these days I'm going to explode. And <laughs> You're not even kidding. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I, like, Zach and I were talking about it today. It's like this stuff that we're working on right now. Um, we're working on a Bowie uh, rock and roll suicide cover and we're popping off. Like we're getting to the point where it's just like, you know, it, it just sounds so cool already. And it's just like, we're just like, we have this much power in our hands. Are you kidding me? So, so that's a long answer, but that is like being a musician is an actualization thing that works for you. Mm -hmm. Trying to money in a job and trying to like you know like uh, flatter your way to the top of a job that's a very risky proposition being a musician if you have any talent it's no risk every three months you're going to be better yeah. <laughs> if you keep working. so that's why right. it's just like for me cost benefit analysis is like what should i be doing with my time i always feel better when i do this and i'm always getting better and i'll never stop ever again so that's you're awesome. going to see some crazy stuff coming from me yeah and we're looking forward to it man yeah, and it's always good to see, you know, inspiration of different musicians and where they get their inspiration from and knowing, like, from the topic that we were uh, just thought, uh, that we are on, uh, knowing that there's things that keep you doing 
what you love, even if it's for uh, a purpose of songwriting purposes that you want to continue to write for a specific niche of people, or if you're just writing for yourself, or if you're just a musician because the music keeps you grounded and it's something that you necessarily need in your life to fill a void or just be able to express yourself in certain ways that you necessarily can't do. And that's kind of how I feel with uh, me that mucus, mus, uh, mu, <laughs> mucus has given me <laughs> music. But music has given me, uh, you know, the ways of being able to express myself in ways that I wouldn't be able to do in just like general conversation. I feel that I uh, like saying well, going back into the fact that I'm, I'm not usually the one to spark up conversations with people, but give me a guitar in my hand and, you know, and when I have, uh, you know, the style of music and being able to portray, uh, it's something that just, and I love being able to perform in front of people. I think that's the one of the other things outside of writing music is just being able to perform. It's because uh, I feel like I'm a different person when I'm on stage than when I'm, you know, just going through regular life. And uh, it's just a thing that I love being able to perform for people and uh, see the reactions and knowing that, you know, I'm entertaining them on a certain level that they're being satisfied for. So piano is like your first instrument i assume correct <laughs> oh god that is such a story in a, in a good what, way what made you oh. get into the piano okay so you can teach yourself a piano you can't really teach yourself guitar so much you can i'm just saying like i couldn't like i, I saw it and i looked at it and i was like i don't understand this and um so there was like, you know, my brother, my dad, everybody would be like, no, you just do this, you just do that. And I was like, you do what? And you do what? And you do what? And I'm just like, ah, fuck, excuse me, screw this. So, you know, like it was just like an instant frustration with the, I don't think that my fingers like being separate from each other is my strength. You know what I mean? But like uh, with a piano, you can actually look at it. I remember being on Wikipedia I bought like a keyboard for about a hundred dollars. It was just like a, you know, an old school kind of, not like a Casio or something like that. I'm too cool for that. But it was like something old that wasn't that great. Um, and so we had a, <laughs> I, we had, to... I had this thing and I was just following along with songs with it while I was playing it. And I was looking at Wikipedia and I was making little charts where to put your fingers for myself. Cause like teaching yourself for some of us is our, uh, uh, sorry, I just want to stare at this correctly. So teaching ourselves is one of our greatest qualities, right? And so I was just mm -hmm. like, I was like, it's going to take me a while, but I'm going to learn this. Whereas with guitar, I was throwing my hands up and being like, this just seems so obscure and weird to me. Like piano, it just kind of called me in. And it was like, you can do this little by little. And, and therefore, I kind of got to the point where I was able to duplicate what I was thinking in my head on Logic Pro in 2008 or something. <laughs> and then I was, like, I was like, okay, then I just play keys now. Uh, but I also had a lap, I have a lap steel. I, I played it actually last night for the first time publicly. But I've, I've had lap steels before, open tune guitars, like slide guitar, I can do some of that too. And that's all I can do. Production, keys, and slide <laughs> guitar. 
and open G E. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've I've always wanted to, uh, you know, sit on piano and kind of, you know, get a little better on piano. So hopefully, I can get a little bit of time and you know practice. I only have like a small MIDI uh, keyboard, but you know I, I can do a little. Uh, a bit here and there with uh, the keyboard, but I, I always wanted to learn how to play like piano and keyboard. I always envy people who can, you know, just sit down and just do a score and everything. It's really cool. I wanted Anthony, to pull up this. I wanted to pull up this uh, comment that we had here from uh, Connor. Connor, uh, it's my boy, dude. Listen. Yeah, he was loving your content. So thank you, Connor, for joining us tonight, and thank you, and really glad that you enjoyed the content. Thank you for watching Table Talk tonight. Connor, thank you so much. Connor is uh, Anthony. Can I shout out my other thing with that I that I'm doing with him? Absolutely. Okay, so look, <clears throat> I'm doing another podcast um, with Connor. I believe is going to be my co-host for the, Zach recorded the first one for us. We did a dry run, but it's called Valis Palace, and it's named after Philip K. Dick. Um, uh, the science fiction writer who kind of predicted almost everything that was that is happening now. Like, you know, he's the Blade Runner. He did Blade Runner and he did like um, Total Recall and all these uh, Minority Report and all these stories that got made into movies. But he had all these little stories about things that come true. But one of the things he kept talking about is how the Roman Empire never ended. Like Rome is still here. Mm -hmm. And so, like that's kind of what we're doing this podcast about. It's me and Connor. And so my boy, my soldier, my Roman soldier is uh, actually, I'm sorry, my Athenian soldier because we're Athens versus Rome. But anyway, <laughs> like no, he really, like he showed up for me today and thank you for that, Connor. But no, it's, it's honestly like we're, we're, we're doing some stuff that's going to be very philosophy based. Like I have, you know, I told you I have a Latin degree. Connor has a philosophy degree and we're going to mm -hmm. kind of split the difference between us. So like, it's not just music. It's like it, anything that you can do to express yourself I can tell you and it feels good. Like if you can find a way as a person who has a history of being uncomfortable to find a way to be comfortable to do something like this, you just must. There's no other better bet for how to spend your time, right? Absolutely. Like it just it feels it feels good to get, you know, to get your your thoughts out to the folks in whatever way you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh but yeah, Chris, uh, I've had a great time with you tonight, and uh, you know, glad that we've been able to uh, catch up and learn a little bit more about each other. I feel we have so much more to uh, talk about, so we definitely need to get you on here again, so we can, you know, continue to talk our conversations. I feel there's so much more that we need to open up and uh, bring in. So we'll definitely be doing like a part two of this, and. Uh, just want to say thank you to everybody uh, who tuned in tonight. You're watching the episode 24 of Table Talk. My name is Anthony Irvin, a.k.a. Spoken Life. I'm here tonight with uh, Chris Ryan. Make sure you check him out on Facebook. And uh, I, I know you said you're getting your socials up. So uh, are you going to be making an Instagram soon? Or I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not quite sure, but I'll <laughs> tell you this. Catch me on Facebook, even if it is not your thing. That's where I'm at. If you like my stuff and I will get you all the stuff that I put out in the next week or two or, or beyond, please do. If there you're you interested, go. you got Thank free, you so much. free music on the way guys. So make sure you check out Chris Ryan. He's got a lot more stuff coming. Make sure to check him out. And uh, once again, thank you all for tuning in. This has been table talk guys. I will see you on the next episode. Have a great night. everyone. <laughs>